Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. I am Matt McSweeney, joined by Tiger Ponti. How are you feeling today on a day where we got cooked? I'm not going to lie to the people. I'm going to come out right and say it. We got cooked this weekend. Yeah, we got cooked badly. I mean, there was a lot of things that... It was just honestly like a hard to predict card. I went just on my predictions in general. I went four and nine. Like yeah, and that's brutal. rare. Like yeah, because you're just picking. Sometimes you're just picking winners and losers, and that's yeah. You know, Saeed minus two, whatever loses. Um, who else? A Sunsail was the underdog, but was winning, and then gets finished late by an inverted triangle. Like we uh, just a Josh Fremd. All the money came in on Dumas, and that dude stinks. Ariane Lipsky teaching J.J. Aldridge a thing or two around the octagon. Something I, I didn't think would happen, but um, honestly probably should have seen that coming seeing as she has better hands, but she's just not not really smart. And if the fight didn't hit the ground, which it didn't, then she was fine, I guess. So brutal, brutal for us. For A lot sure. to talk about uh, throughout this card. This was the Peter Jan Marab Devalishvili fight. Uh, fight card that was uh, taking place at the Virgin Hotels, uh, the theater at the Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas, UFC Las Vegas. This is 13 fights on the card. We did lose one, Ricardo Hamos, right? Was it Ricardo Hamos? Yeah, Ricardo Hamos and Austin Lingo. Hamos missed yeah, weight he, by we, about he seven won pounds, that. eight pounds. <laughs> Wasn't even fucking close. But, you know, I guess everyone cried about that. We were, you know, we lost that. We lost that fight. This was supposed to be Anthony Smith and Jamal Hill. If you remember uh, back in the day when yep. this fight was made, but we did get Marab, we did get Peter Yan. This was a—I mean, I was excited for this one, uh, as I believe you were uh, as well, because this is a big-time battle in the 135 division, essentially a number one contenders fight, uh, you know, for the most part. But Marab, with a dominant, dominant, dominant performance on Saturday night, he beat him wherever he pretty much pleased. Whether that be on the feet, I mean, he, you know, it mainly was, you know, him, Marab just pushing the pace, uh, pushing him up against the fence, uh, just constantly shooting takedowns. How many takedowns did he even attempt? Forty nine. There you go. I mean, that that basically two per minute, right? That's essentially what that that math equals out to. That's fucking. That's, that's insane. insane. He just the thing about Marab is he just breaks your he he just breaks your soul he crushes your soul he just he takes your will to want to win i mean there wasn't one scorecard that had peter yon winning any round and th- Shut that's the fuck out and that's correct right i mean i, I didn't yeah. th- I, when i watched the fight i was like yeah that's this was a, about as open open and shut case as you can get it wasn't even it really was not even close peter yon could not get anything going whatsoever he was getting i mean he looked gassed he was getting beat up he didn't look comfortable. He wasn't able to stand his ground. Uh, nothing. Marab just imposed his will on Peter Jan from beginning to end, pillar to post. And uh, this is a th- this whole card, uh, as I said, will be a go to the back to the drawing board sort of situation. Because uh, I mean, I, I just I, afterwards when you see a lot of these fights, you're like, of course that happened, of course. But I guess this is more unfortunately when stuff like this happens. This is more. 
I want to have the Peter Yan conversation as opposed to the Marab conversation because it, it it just seems like Peter Yan is cooked. But I don't know if that's one hundred percent factual. But the way he looked on Saturday night was not the Peter Yan that we had seen. I mean, he was listen, you know, the Peter Yan that fought Sterling that that wasn't the same guy that you know that, that was in there uh, two days ago on Saturday night. I just I don't know. I guess I'm a little baffled by what I saw on Saturday. Yeah, I I mean to not win one round. Yeah, he just he had no he had no space to work with, and you know whenever there was some striking, he wasn't winning that. I, there was just a lot. I think he he just didn't know what to do, and he was kind yeah. of just stuck. He looked overwhelmed. Um, it's three in a row, four out of five. I think he might be feeling. This is just obviously a guess, but I think he might be feeling um, just just a bit down. You know, he he lost via illegal knee in a fight that he was dominating. Then he then there was a rematch, and he only got taken down twice. But he got controlled and lost the decision, which I didn't think he should have lost. And then he fought Sean O'Malley and lost that decision. And uh, that was, you know, I, I thought close. O'Malley won, but it was close. It was yeah. very close. So that's, he beat Corey Sanhagen in between those. but And then he loses now a decision to Murat where he gets shut out. It's just kind of debilitating. Uh, you know, he's only 30. He's not taking too much damage, not too much taking too much punishment. I don't think he has... Any really serious injuries, so I don't think he's done. Yeah, um, you know, I, I I still think he's one of the best best at one thirty five. I just don't know. I, th- I honestly feel like he just ran into a couple tough, you know, tough uh, tough matchups, tough opponents. Really, yeah, yeah matchup wise. I mean, the, you know, Sean O'Malley's really hard to deal with. I mean, all three of them, all three of them, and even even the first two Aljo fights. That, you know, again, I thought he won, but uh, Aljo's a tough motherfucker to fight too. I mean, you know, that backpack. It's no joke, and obviously Marab. Marab's getting better, though. I think. I, mean, I know he's thirty-two, short. It was just really all about the striking uh, for him. If, he, if you know, it stays standing for extended periods of time, what can he do? And I think that's five, six, seven in a row. It could be eight, not nine in a row. Sorry, since his uh, loss to Ricky Simone. Yeah, remember he got cho- choked out at the end of the fight. I was there. Yeah, I'll never forget. So. It. Uh, that was kind of crazy, but seeing you know where he's come from, then he was he only won decision, 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 decision. Uh, but then he remember he finished Marlon Marais. Uh The Aldo fight was very very boring, but I think a lot of that was on Aldo. He just did nothing. And then this fight, you know, it, I, I don't know if it was boring, but uh, it wasn't too exciting. But I just think he's getting a lot better. I think he's improving. Um, you know, he's trying to do damage now. He's trying to. He's really just trying to impose his will. Um, and his hands are getting a little bit better, which is all you can really ask for. He's got a good training team. Um, but he won't fight the champ at 135. They're like best friends, which is whatever. That's a problem. Yeah. Right. But like, what are you going to do? You, you guys can't both hold up the, 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 uh, the division. So do you give, uh, Marab to Sean O'Malley or what do you do there? Well, if I'm the UFC, uh, I don't let Marab fight O'Malley cause that does nothing for you. Because yeah. if he wins, kills. then yeah, that kills your other contender at, in that division, and you really can't do much with him. If I'm if I'm the UFC, I'd probably have Marab. I I, I mean, the, he's put them in a very very tough position. Say Marab were, or I'm sorry, say Cheeto Vera were to win. Yeah, I, I, I you know, dude, I just I really don't know. I guess you could have Cheeto Vera fight Marab, but then. I mean, who gets the next title shot? Is it O'Malley? Is it Cheeto? Is it Marab? Well, it's probably then- O'Malley just because he's number two, right? Marab's one, but obviously he's not fighting Aljo. So, I, well, you have Aljo and Cejudo. Um, and then, 
You have Sanhagen and Cheeto. Um, I don't think Font, Dominic Cruz, Song Yudong, Ricky. I don't think any of those guys are even doing anything. No. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess you give Marab the winner of Tito and Sanhagen since they're fighting soon. Um, or you give the winner of that to Sean as a, as a number one contenders fight and then just have Marab, you know, on the sidelines, I guess, if anything happens, I don't know. I, you know, Cheeto and Cheeto and Sean O'Malley running back for a number one contender spot would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I think, but I just think that Marab. I think Dana is right. I, I like in the. It's like a not. A, I wouldn't say a mistake, but it is a tough situation to be in. Where, I mean, I probably wouldn't want to fight my friend either. But, right. I, I guess it's just you, you know you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage in your career on on halt pretty much like at a standstill because you're waiting for your other friend to you know take care of his business and. There's really nothing for Marab at 35 other than the fight for the title at this point. He has worked his yeah. way all the way up. Uh, I mean, m- maybe maybe you have him fight a Cheeto Vera or something like that, like I said, uh, if that, but that, if that's the case. But if Cheeto wins, he's, a, he's deserving of a title shot as well. So you have three guys who are deserving of a title shot. And, I mean, I guess maybe you could have one of these guys fight the loser of this uh, of this. A future title fight that's going to happen in May. I mean, that's still two months out of uh, what's it called, Sterling and Cejudo. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know what you know. I really, the thing is, I guess nothing's really going to happen from now until then. I think these guys. I think thirty five is is in a holding pattern until then. Uh, you know, the next movement we'll get is uh, not this weekend, but the next weekend uh, with uh, Cheeto Vera and Sandhagen are fighting and. That could shake things up. I mean, maybe if Sandhagen's able to get a win, that that could uh, you know maybe jostle things a little bit, and maybe you could have Sandhagen. I don't even know fight fight O'Malley because I think that would be an intriguing battle of just two long guys. Yeah, and, he's uh, already lost to Aljo, Jan, yeah. and Dillashaw. Yeah, like so I, it's like, and, you know. and he's right there. Like like you said, like you can't. I, and we've talked about it here a million times. You can't hold it against guys when they lose to the top, top, yeah. top level. In the division, it's you know it, that doesn't mean you're less than Rob Font or Dom, you know, like one of those guys. But yeah, I just think it, it puts the UFC in a tough position. I mean, Marab isn't going up; he he will get smoked at 45, in my in my humble opinion. I just don't think he's big enough to impose his will the way that he does at 35. I mean, it's mainly is just a a cardio sort of just walking through the fire thing with Marab. He doesn't. He's unaffected by any sort of adversity that he sees within a fight. I mean, we talked about the the Marais fight. He was a walking zombie getting knocked down over and over again. That he just kept going at him, and it didn't yeah. stop. And I don't think uh, like I just don't really see somebody who's like because if he fights O'Malley, I, I, there's no, really no way I don't I think O'Malley is able to beat him. I, I mean, I, I in theory I'd like to think so, but. How do you keep? I think this is a, a general, a, a just in general. How do you keep Marab off you? With with like four hundred total strikes, forty nine takedown attempts. That is fucking insane. That's an insane pace for a twenty five minute fight. Fifty percent of his total strikes he landed, throwing four hundred and one against Piotr Jan with forty nine takedown attempts, six almost seven minutes of control time. <clears throat> the guy's a machine, literally. I mean, like him and Sterling I know it's his would nickname. be awesome. That, that, that's it a real be. sad it part about be. this because it would just be a cardio yeah. battle. I think the only guy that I see on this uh, top 10, all of the top 10, that could give Marab problems is Cheeto. I do think Cheeto would give him problems just because 
I think his stand up would be good enough, and I think his his ground game is a pro. Like he would, if he were to get taken down, he would make Marab pay for it down down on the bottom, you know, on top. So throw some light kicks. Yeah, elbows from the bottom. It would just yeah. I think Cheeto throws shit with nasty intentions, and I think that that could you know become a factor. And maybe O'Malley's able to just keep it at range, but I I like he would have to hurt him. He'd have to hurt him yeah. right away and make make him pay for it. I, I don't know. But good win for Marab, man. Marab has solidified himself at the very top of this division. And I guess, you know, it's unfortunate that, you know, we don't get to see him and Sterling. And it kind of puts the division on hold for right now. But, you know, uh, this is the UFC, baby. This is this is what this is what we uh, this is what we're here for. But how about Alexander Volkov, man? This is a, a vintage Volkov performance. Romanov had absolutely nothing for him on Saturday night. Romanov has proved himself to be somewhat of a fraud, King Kong. Uh, you know, one fight he comes in looking jacked, the next fight he comes in looking fat. Uh, it, it doesn't, you know, you really can't count on this guy either way. And nope. he got, he uh, did he get knocked down or was he? Did he get like hit with? He, a- I believe. I'm trying to remember. It was like a weird transition to the ground. Um, it was he like didn't he get knocked hit, down. He got hit with a jab and like not like yeah, not like. But it was just. I like, think he shot a awful attempt and then Volk ended up on his back. I some, could be wrong. Yeah. But he, after that, I mean, honestly, it was you could see in his move like he got hit a couple times standing up and then just just a couple times with not even power shots like a, a one two. Yeah. And he he looked like he was he he wanted to be done. Yep. He didn't even want to be there. No. So. You know, honestly, probably a smart pick just to take Volkov before the fight. Not even, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you get the experienced, taller, bigger, stronger, better striker, um, just fighter. Yeah. At plus money, I feel like that was just like absolute lock. But, you know, uh, what are you going to do? You did, we didn't anticipate Romanov coming in here looking pretty much like he did. He, he struggled making the heavyweight, heavyweight limit. Uh, I think we've only had one fighter who's ever missed. Was it Greg Hardy, right, or someone, somebody else? Somebody too, or no? like that. Yeah, I th- I, uh, I'm I'm almost positive it was Greg Hardy. So, yeah, yeah. not t- tough scene, honestly. Um, and I, I, it's it's sad because I should have seen this coming. I bet against him against Marcin Tybora, and Mar- Marcin Tybora won. And I don't know, I don't know why I just decided that he was going to look better fighting a better opponent. That but was a tougher matchup. I match think it up, was more so. of a Volkov discussion when, when yeah. we were talking about it. We, we had uh, thoughts of the Aspinall fight, and just we didn't trust him necessarily in this fight. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, uh, it's easy to say now how stupid. I feel very stupid because I remember I was trying to double back and think about taking him. I wanted to take him yeah. so bad. I just didn't have the fucking balls to do it. But good win for Volkov, man. He It was dominant. It, it really was no uh, no contest, essentially. So. How about your boy, the Miner? Uh, this was a this was a fun fight for as long as it lasted. What three minutes and thirty eight yeah. seconds? Nikita Krylov. Two seconds I mean, in, cracks him with a with a jab, Ryan Span. Yeah, just with a nice jab, but that was it. Span's um, just too wild, man. He's just too wild, man. You know, he he had a was it a guillotine or a triangle? I think he had a guillotine. He had a triangle and a guillotine. Triangle, that's right. So, like, he's very dangerous, but then he followed him, and then he followed him right into a triangle and tapped right away. It just the things like that you can't do. At this stage of your career, now you're in your 30s. There's no more excuse. You've been training with Steve Sayud for a couple of years now. <clears throat> I will say though, Nikita Krylov's a beast. Yeah, um, one of the more underrated fighters. 
uh, probably the most like underrated two or five guy. And I think it's just because he has, you know, he has a couple losses, uh, a couple setbacks. It seems like when he wins fights, uh, he was never really on a winning streak. He made his debut against, actually got cut, right? He was in the UFC twice. Um, on a second, his second, uh, stint, he lost to Jan, then he won, then he lost, then he won, then he lost two. But now he's won three in a row, <clears throat> two first round finishes. The Vulcan fight was easy. Uh, he had him rocked, I think, a couple times. So, um, you know, I don't who who's ahead of him at light heavyweight. Anthony Smith, Rockich, Jan Blahovich, Ankolaev, and Prohashka. I, I like him honestly. Johnny I like him Walker. against most of those guys. <laughs> John didn't he didn't he fight Johnny Walker? I think he did. He, he got he, he smoked. He, yeah, he wanted a boring decision. Maybe run it back with him. I don't know. I think he can beat any of those guys though. I yeah. think Ankolaev is the only one. But we'll see what you know. We'll see what's up with him. We'll see what's up with Hill and Prohaska. Suddenly, I think light heavyweight is, is has some life. Uh, yeah. With Yuri and Ankalaev Hill, and uh, I, you know, even even Anthony Smith hanging around is a tough litmus test for some guys. Rakic, I'd like to see big... him fight Smith. That that's what, the first the number that jo- or the really name good. that jumped out to me would be like, okay, that would be fun. Both have a lot of experience. Both have a lot of finishes. Both have been finished. So uh, both very smart in their own ways. I think Anthony Smith's more technical and. Uh, Kurlov's more um, more of an assassin. Yeah. You know, he does have some fights where he he uh, gets decisions, but yeah, I don't know. I, um, I, I'm all in. Maybe not all in, but I'm in on uh, Nikita Kurlov. He's definitely fun, and uh, to to your Ryan Span point, it's just he is very very untrustworthy. Uh, very much a finisher, can get people out of there, and he uh, he had a couple opportunities in this, but he just gets too way too overzealous, and that that's what I was just. Yeah. There were so many opportunities for him to just relax a little bit. And chill the fuck out in those ground exchanges. And he was just, even if he had made it out of there, like he was gonna gas out because he just was, he was fighting so wild, or like even his all of his movements on the ground were so exaggerated and just, I don't know. I I just was like, uh, like when watching it back, it was just like, oh boy, you know, like of course, of course he lost this because, like you said, he had that guillotine. It was nice, but. He's just squeezing on it for his for dear life. Like it, it was, everything is just like a panic. There is no calculated sort of manner that he operates in in there. Uh, you know, and he has all the skills to do to do such, and he does. He just doesn't. But Jonathan Martinez with a unanimous decision victory over Saeed Nurmagomedov. Saeed is just not uh, not impressive, man. And Jonathan Martinez is. I don't want to take away from Jonathan Martinez, but Saeed is very explosive and dynamic within the first three to four minutes of a fight. But after that, if you push the pace on him a little bit, he really just doesn't have much for you. And, I mean, this was a crazy pace that they begun this fight with. But Martinez started to push him up against the fence, and Saeed was not doing anything to counteract it. Or he was eating kicks. He was eating all sorts of stuff, and Saeed was getting his offense off as well. But this is an easy, easy decision victory for Jonathan Martinez. I I was very impressed with Jonathan Martinez. He weathered the storm early. He had a lot of cardio the, the whole fight. He looked like he can keep going. That that elbow off the in the clinch yes. when he kind of kind of broke away was like nasty. an uppercut sort of elbow, quick, yeah. right? Just like uh, elbow forearm right to the nose. I think it shattered Saeed's nose. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know. Just his all around game. I think he's 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 starting to you know come into his own. He's only what twenty twenty seven twenty eight. Uh, he's won now five in a row. I know he had a couple decisions. You know Morales Perez Lazishvili, La not to be confused with Davalishvili. But now two finishes in a row. 
or not two finishes in a row. I'm sorry. Uh, two, two, in my opinion, two really good performances in a row. Uh, the Cub Swanson finish. He did what he had to do there. Got a couple knockdowns, smoked him. Um, so yeah, I think he's getting better and better, you know, ever since the Davy Grant knockout loss. I think he even got dropped by Alejandro Perez. Uh, lost to Yule back in the day. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Jonathan the Dragon Martinez here. So tough, tough look for Saeed. I know that last name will get you a lot of hype and a lot of expectations and, He's not the wrestler that most uh, Dagestanis and, and Nurmagomedov definitely not are, and he just lo- he, like I said before, man, he loves the spinny shit, which is cool and all, but like that's how you you know put yourself in precarious situations. And that's how you a lot of yourself. energy, yeah, yeah. You know, like big big movements. He he's capable, but he's just gotta harness his abilities more or better, I should say. Yeah, he de- like you said, he definitely has a lot of skill. And a lot of like potential. I, I, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it just sounds disgusting when I use that word, but it, it's the truth. He, he does have a lot of potential, and he's not like he's not crazy old. He's only thirty, right? I think right. He's gonna be thirty. Saeed, yeah, he's, he's gonna be thirty-one. He's, he's not, so yeah, he's not too old. He's not too old. So it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean you're completely cooked. And, and Jonathan Martinez is a, a good guy. Like he is not a bum, but it's just this is a fight he should have looked better in. I guess I should say it was a good matchup for him, and he didn't. He really didn't look good uh, on Saturday night. So Mario Bautista took care of Guido Canetti. Guido had, you know, you <laughs> did his typical thing. Shot his load in the first three minutes of the fight. Uh, you know, powerful takedowns and, uh, you know, crazy get-ups and stuff like that. And then eventually he slammed. I'm pretty sure Bautista slammed his ass on the ground, got his back, subbed him. Couldn't wait to the second round to cash my bet out, but that's okay. I, I understand. Get that motherfucker out of there when you can. And uh, hopefully Guido lays his gloves down in the octagon sometime soon and gets out of there. But not for us because we can still keep fading that motherfucker. For as long as he's in here, but good win from Mario Bautista. Yeah, uh, some breaking news: Eagle signed Rashad Penny. There we go. We got okay, our wow. Back. All right, there's, take that. There's that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, pretty much a lock. I think this is a big, big mismatch here. Um, yeah, Guido Canetti's like 40, 45 years old or some shit like that. So it's probably time for him to hang it up. Um, I'm okay. Uh, yeah, watching him fight. But how about Vitor <laughs> Petrino? Uh, not that impressed with his performance over Anton, the pleasure man, Turkali, uh, Turkalij, uh, you know, however these guys like to say their names. But um, I really don't have much to say here. I, I had inside the distance. It did not get finished. Uh, you know, he just – this Petrino guy uh, is going to get cooked at some point. That's – literally just filed that away in my brain watching this fight. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, he's not – he's, he's going to get cooked. Yeah, I I was impressed because you know in his, in his uh, contender series fight uh, he got taken down by that uh, gelato Bellato guy. Also got dropped. So a lot of people thought his his wrestling and his takedown defense was was poor. But he got seven takedowns in this fight against Turkali, Turkalish, Turk Turkalish, Turk Turk, the pleasure dick, pleasure man, if you will. He won a ten six. He got a ten six round on one of the scorecards. Not really sure or ten eight. Not really sure how or where. But I had four reversals. Had a sub attempt. Seven and nine on takedowns, outstruck him. Um, you know, it was it was still a kind of close-ish. You know, not close, but uh, somewhat competitive. Like there was ways for Turkali to to win rounds and or win the fight, but then he kept getting swept and reversed and flipped. Petrino's okay, but I, you know, like you said, I'm uh, I'm not too big on him. We'll have to see what he does next. He's only 25, so maybe you know he's 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 a big dude. 
He's a big boy. He's you know 6'2", not too tall, so. Uh, but I think he does have a long reach. I could be wrong. So, yeah, seventy-seven inch reach. So there's some potential there. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how he how he gets better if he does. And we talk about guys get better from first fight to second fight in the UFC. They adjust to the skill level and they just kind of that experience under their belt just makes the, makes them a better fighter. Uh, we'll see. But as of now, it de- honestly, it depends on the matchup next time. He could be on the fade list, but it. You know, again, it all depends. Everything is relative, ladies and gentlemen. Carl Williams, Lukas Brzezinski, an easy, easy W for Mr. Williams. Uh, I, I, this is just um, not that I feel even mad about. Uh, it just, I, I just thought Mr. Brzezinski was going to give me more than he did. But Carl Williams looked good, and he knocked that guy's beer out uh, out of his hand on the way into the octagon. I don't know if you saw. I that. didn't even see that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that on that uh, Sports Center, but. Yeah, l- listen. Um, this was this is a fight I should have stayed away from. Yeah, one hundred percent. I I don't know. What are you going eight of thirteen on takedowns? I didn't know. I did not know that Carl Williams in his let's see. I don't know if it was his last fight before this. To get to, it was just so the guy Jimmy Lawson, what we were talking about. Um, didn't know he was a Penn State All American wrestler. So I guess Carl Williams out wrestling him is. Very impressive. Uh, I think he out wrestled him like with ease too. So uh, maybe, maybe we have a, a a a poor man's version of a Jelton Almeida, whereas he oh, can just boy. wrestle everybody. Um, listen, just poor man's. All right, poor yeah, man. Like l- he, poor. He, <laughs> he's not going to finish many guys. Uh, it seems like he has a little bit of power, but I don't know if he's comfortable striking and standing the whole time. But you know, Lucas Breski is no. Uh, Tough test, um, but I think he does have some really, you know, honestly, I guess he's up a heavyweight to stay, right? Because he, he did talk about being a, a smallish heavyweight, and he did fight a light heavyweight before. That's kind of where I was at with the Almeida reference. Al- Nobody's going to stop Almeida from taking him down at heavyweight. I don't really think there's, at least for you know uh, the ranking that he has, or you know the guys he's going to be fighting for the next year or two, as long as he keeps winning. I don't know if there's anybody that's going to stop Carl Carl Williams from taking them down. You know, at yeah. least consistently, or keeping them keeping him off of you because he's he 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 gets to you and he stays on you, man. It's it's kind of kind of impressive. I um I know he's not exciting or anything, uh, not like a sexy prospect. Um, he's not young. He's also not really a prospect. He's thirty three, but he is the first Virgin Islands born UFC fighter. Kind of cool, uh, and he seems like a cool guy. So um, yeah, why not? We can get some uh some better opponents at heavyweight than Lucas Bresky, though. Yeah, that's, yeah. This is just one I was upset myself about when I watched it back. I was just like, I shouldn't. Yeah. Some of these I just should stay away from, but the degenerate in me just keeps, you know. The, when I look at this card, I, I want to rip this page out of the fucking book. It's just so disgusting. <laughs> I, I went zero and ten, ladies and gentlemen. Zero and ten. How the fuck do you do that? How do you not get one to go your way? It's just because you're taking too many shots down the field, man. Too many shots down the field, and uh, you know that's that's what happens. You lose ten units, you go down, you're broke. You know, you, you got you to take a week off of gambling. It's just it is what it is. Yeah. Davy Grant inverted triangle. Rafael Sunsell, like you said, a Sunsell was winning this fight, and then he gets inverted triangle, and uh, wouldn't have won my bet anyway with his plus nine hundred sub. Uh, of course, he was never going to go for it. You know that's. But whatever. Now, hey, you know, now I'm upset. I'm just looking at this car. I'm going to turn the card away from me so I don't have to look at it over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but listen, you know, uh, good win for Davy Grant. <laughs> That's all I can say. 
Yeah, man. I, a Suntel looked good. I, I was, you know, I liked how Suntel looked. And then he got hit. He got clipped with that shot. And then that was it. You know, the fact that he got choked out, submitted, I should say, put to sleep by David Grant is really just bad. I know, I know he was tired. I know he was hurt. I know, but the fight was almost over. That just, that's a sign, you know, when, when things like that happen, <clears throat> I can't, I, I can't really get mad at him because again, he was hurt and he was tired, but. Even then, when you have such an advantage over somebody in, in, a, in a specific way and they beat you in that way, very, very tough. So I think Asun, I, he did take his gloves off, right? So he's done, which is sad. He was winning the fight. Like, he was, he, he was looking really good, but um, he was until he wasn't. So David Grant, also not, not, not a, no spring chicken himself. Honestly, a good win for him. He needed that. Honestly, he, he might have been done if he lost. You know, he's... 38, 37, so at least he battled back. Uh, but, yeah, tough tough way for Mr. Asuncio to go out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, Cody, the Cody loss was bad, and then this was this is bad. So, just unfortunate. Not a good look for Mr. Asuncio, but uh, he, he, you know, he, he was a quality guy to have in the UFC. It wasn't like he was uh, some stiff. I mean, he, like, he, that win against Victor Henry, I know he was one of – what six? That was after four losses. Five, yeah. So like, like, there's five of his last uh, six he lost. So that's not never a good uh, and, and, look, right? And they're they are good fighters, but also you know you have Ricky Simone knocking the fuck out, Cody Garbrandt knocking the fuck out, Marlon Marais choked him out. So it's kind of like you know, it, it, you know, it, it's not <laughs> you know he remember he beat remember he beat Aljo, yeah. Remember he beat Pedro Munoz. Remember he beat T.J. Dillashaw. Um, even back in the day, that dude Johnny Eduardo, I think, was supposed to be like a big prospect. He had a pretty decent fight with with, with Faber way back in the WEC, but he, he lost. But great career for him. Sad, again, sad to see the way he, the way he uh, went out. But when you hang around this long, that's the game. Happen. That's the game, brother. Uh, Josh Fremd took care of business against our boy, Mister Dumas, uh, who you said like you you talked about before we went on air. <laughs> took to Twitter. To let everyone know that that fight, this fight, gonna be different the next time it happens. Uh, no, it won't, and that <laughs> then that, it won't happen again. So uh, that there's that. Terrible. He's still on Twitter. Let's see if he's still tweeting. I tweet. I tweeted him. I replied <laughs> to him because I I did. No, no. I saw a tweet. What was it? Oh, Josh Fremd did a little uh, freezing cold takes. I kind of like when people do that. Yeah. I, I don't know why. You know, because a lot of people you know say, oh, don't look at Twitter and this and that. But you know, after a win, when everybody counted you out. Also, Josh Fremd offered to train this guy. He said, "Come up to train whenever if you want." I know you. He said he. I forget. Hold on, I forget who it is that he's friends with. Uh, but he, he's friends with one of Cedric Dumas's train partners, and he said, "Josh, I respect you for getting the dub, but just know we run into back, and I promise it won't happen again. Thank you for the fight, but don't think that you got the up on me. No, no." And I said, "He ran through you with ease. I think that means he got the up on you." <laughs> yeah, uh, I got eleven likes. I get I, what you would call a ratio. In this day and age, if you will, um, but you know, like, who do you think you are? Yeah, man, I'm not a hater, but like, let's be real. All right, I watched the fight too. Uh, you, you, Multiple <laughs> tweets. Also, he tweeted him like right after the fight, uh, like without any kind of. Um, he just came out and did it, like on his own. It's not like somebody said something, somebody tagged him, or Josh Fremd said something, quoted a tweet, nothing. Josh Fremd replied to some people who it was a. Eight minute long video on breaking down that fight, which is crazy. I don't even know how that's allowed, but <laughs> and they and they picked Dumas, and he said, "Sorry about your pick. I do more research next time." Love it, yeah, love it. Talk that the shit. Big I, yins. They, the big yins should have hopped on our fucking podcast and been like, "You guys are idiots." 
You guys are fucking stupid. I would have cashed I out it. on him, dude. That, that's you know, that, that's <laughs> one eighty, dude. Plus eleven hundred sub. Oh my god! So it turns out the guy who just got guillotine choke doesn't. You know, he's fighting a guy who just got a guillotine choke victory. Turns out that's not how that. Uh, you know, that's not how that works. The guy who just got the win, yeah, is going to do it to the guy who just got the loss. Hard to kind of stumbling through my words here, but. Crazy. I, I guess we should have saw it come in. I don't know. I, I saw a lot of people on Josh Friend, and I really thought Cedricus Dumas was, was pretty green. Um, you know, Friend is le- at least has fought in UFC a couple times, right? So he's taken losses, even on the regional scene. It's hard, man. When you have an undefeated fighter, they just don't know what it's like to lose. No, and he was so and, wild. And he was so wild. So wild. So wild. Like, after... It's one thing to, to to look bad in the first round or something, but you have a whole round to get some coaching and to get some advice, and it's five minutes to to pretty much overhaul your game plan. And then he comes out and he's swinging wild still, and I'm yep. like, okay, well, he's probably done. And then he, and he like was. ended up on top almost, and got kind of like taken like got taken off, and then ended up against the fence, and then the guillotine like. One arm, like he really wasn't even squeezing. From half guard, and, and he just kind of, honestly, uh, Dumas just went out of there, man. Yeah, he yeah. he was like, okay, was this tired. is not my night. I'm out. Um, really, just lack of fight IQ. Just you know, it just was. It, it he just got beat by the better man, and I I don't see really how he uh, uh, unless he, I mean, I guess he can get better, obviously, but you know. He's got he, – that was way too wild. When I just was watching him throw those punches and – like you said, you said like uh, t- people were kind of comparing him to Jamal Hill. I saw a little bit of that, but at least Jamal Hill didn't completely like turn his hips and would turn his back to guys like throwing punches so violently that he was out of position. Dumas just like – he looked like – he looked like a – like you said, green. He lo- like looked like an amateur. and he I know he's better than that, but it just – he he just didn't look he didn't look good, man. He did not look good. No, like, that's on me for uh, for for backing him. And uh, you know the thing was though, you look back, you're like ah, plus eleven hundred uh, on Josh. Like before this fight, I wasn't really buying into Josh Fremd. I just watched him get his head bounced off the octagon, uh, and I hadn't seen yeah. him win once. I hadn't seen him win any sort of exchange in in the uh, in the UFC. And then he fights a guy, and he got a good matchup, and he took care of business. So good for Josh Fremd, though. I, he. He's a tough guy. He his hands his hands looked good, not not great, but good. So good enough, right? Good enough. Big, That's all you um, need when you he, have that good grappling and you're a big dude like that. Yeah, yeah, the big ends, baby. Big ends, brother. Uh, Victor Henry wins a split decision against Tony Gravely. Uh, did you agree with the decision? Yeah, I thought I I thought he won that fight. I was nervous that he wasn't going to get it because I think was there a thirty twenty seven or no? I thought there was. Yeah, uh, Eric Cologne had it 30-27 Henry, which I didn't agree with. And then Rick Winter, whoever that is, had it 29-28 uh, Gravely, which I also didn't agree with. Um, I thought Sal Diamato, of all people, had it best. Card? Wow. One and, one and two to Victor Henry and three to Gravely. Yeah, it was a pretty good fight. I mean, Victor Henry, you know, he's not, he's not here for a long – he's here for a good time, not a long time, I think. You know, the way he kind of plods forward and, you know, throws with reckless intentions sometimes. La Mangosta. Love his nickname. Love his, uh, you know, just that pressure that he puts yeah. on you. You know, it's very hard. Tony Gravely did his thing, you know, got a couple takedowns. Um, he didn't gas it like, like how I thought he was going to be done by the Same. second, third round. He did, you know, he looked okay, honestly. 
And that's two tough fights in a row for him, Javid Basharat and, and Victor Henry, two just tough styles. Uh, I'd like to see what he does, you know, against a lower level opponent. But yeah, good win for Victor Henry. He's going to have to keep climbing uh, the charts quickly like if he wants a title shot or in the next anything. Fight. I, I thought I was, yeah, like I, I felt the same way where I was somewhat impressed by Tony Gravely. Like, mm-hmm. not, I guess, impressed, but he's just getting better. And that's all you yeah. can ask for. That, you know, it, a big problem has been his gas tank. And in a lot of these fights, because he is, you know, somewhat just kind of forcing the grappling and just spamming takedowns, and you know, usually gasses himself out and get and not not you know not only not necessarily gets finished, but like just gives away the second half the second half of these fights. Uh, it didn't really happen necessarily in the, this one, but he did lose. But you know, yeah. Victor Henry is a guy who has a ton of experience as well, so. And experience against guys overseas, all over. So he, he's Victor Henry is a tough guy to beat. Uh, make no mistake about it. How about Ariane Lipsky taking out JJ Aldrich? Dominant. I was wrong about this, man. This is the this the thing is sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, and sometimes you're just completely fucking wrong. And this was one of those where I was just completely fucking wrong. JJ Aldrich got dominated by the Queen of Violence. Yeah, I mean, 0-12 on takedown. She got taken down twice. She wasn't um, even close to getting a takedown. Wasn't even close to winning a striking exchange. She looked slow. She didn't really look like she cared to be there. She was getting beat up early. Uh, yeah, not not a good look at all for Miss for Miss JJ Aldridge. It's two in a row. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. She just she has times like you know. Remember she fought Sabina Mazo and got dominated. Yeah, uh, that was just that was in the McGregor Cowboy card. Um, so, yeah, she has, you know, her first UFC fight, she got smoked by Juliana Lima. So, like, she has these these moments where she, you know, disappoints. Also, man, her wins aren't good. Uh, a close Pollyanna Viana win. A close fight against Danielle Taylor. A close fight against Chan Mi Jian. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Um, Laura Mueller, Courtney Casey, barely won the Courtney Casey fight. Uh, beats Vanessa Demopoulos. Beats Jillian Robertson. But, like, these are not, you know... I don't know. These are high quality <laughs> opponents. Like uh, another one where obviously, you know, hindsight twenty twenty, yada yada. But uh the odds makers got this one way wrong. I saw a couple people were on were on Lipsky too. They just most they, they just didn't they thought she would get taken down. And she just not didn't. Even, I'm, like you said, not even fucking close. So big surprise there for me. Uh as the fight st- once the fight started and the, like the first you know, the half or the first round went, I was like, Oh man, we're this done. Is just not JJ. This is not J.J. Aldridge's no. night. When and, we were watching uh, it live, I turned it off at, at midway through the first <laughs> round because I was like, oh, we're cooked. We're completely cooked. We <laughs> couldn't even get our hands on her. I was like, I'll just watch this one back, you know. <laughs> I'll watch this one back when I get home on uh, Sunday. And I, I, I just I, – I was just like, yeah, it, it played out exactly how I thought it. You know, in my head it did. <laughs> it was just her not being able to get her hands on her and her getting beat up on the feet. And then Ariana Lipsky doing literally whatever she wanted. If she wanted to take her down, she just took her down. No big deal. It was... Uh, every shot, man. She won every striking exchange. Yeah. It, she it was, has good hands, you know. Wasn't even close. Um, we, we said that, though. I think... It was, we, yeah. The thought was, for me, what, taking Aldrich was that she was going to be able to get her down and get her out, like, you know, and Lipsky was going to quit. That was, that was my uh, initial thought. Uh, but you know, I mean, she had been ground and pounded in, in two of her last three uh, losses. Yeah. So Priscilla Cachoeira put her out in a minute. Yeah, but uh, you know, JJ Aldridge doesn't hit like Priscilla Cachoeira. She also doesn't go for it like Priscilla Cachoeira. So again, just some minor discrepancies in my personal uh, 
judgment and breakdowns of the fight. Gotta gotta sharpen some things up. Yeah, man. Right. I, that literally, that's after the card. I said, you know what? I have to get back in the lab. And, and the, this, the, you know, the good thing about the UFC is there's always another card next week to get back in the lab and get back in the positive, get back in the green. And that's what we're gonna do, ladies and gentlemen. And that, here's the thing: you guys can listen to this podcast and fade the shit out of us because you'd be making money. You would be making money. <laughs> so that's what you should <laughs> you do. Would. Okay. Either way, you would listen. You know. You know, to bet with us and lose money, or bet with us or bet against us and win money. That's what you should do. But one of these weeks, you're gonna get cooked because I'm gonna be back. Ty's gonna be back, and we're gonna start riding this thing into into July, into August, and people are gonna be like, "Oh my God, these guys are the hottest gamblers of all time." That's what's gonna happen, and I'm speaking that shit into existence. That one thousand dollar plus one fifty. Conor McGregor inside the distance bet is gonna hit like oh crack in the eighties when dude. we hit. I'm gonna throw. You know, that. and honestly, pretty soon. <laughs> Since I see all these other podcasts doing it, I think after next week, we'll, we'll talk about it coming into this pod. I think we should start doing parlays. I think we should pull out the break, the break the emergency glass, and we start doing those money line parlays that everyone else is doing to run their fucking units up. Because that seems like yeah. the way to make money. But I mean, any kind of money line parlay I put in for this last card, I would have lost no matter what. Oh yeah, I was putting Piotr Jan on all. Yep, I did. I had a parlay that I thought was so automatic. It was Ricardo Hamos, Piotr Jan, Cedricus Dumas. Oh o for three. Yeah. O for two and, you know, one o got canceled. O for two, one, yeah. Jesus, Lord. Um, I got to hit, yeah, I got to hit the lab again. Yep, the lab is always open, and that's where I'm going to be all week long, man. They're going to be, hey, the lab's closed, and I'm going to be like, hey, just leave the lights on. I'll be, I'll be here when you get back. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's no closing hours for the lab this week. How about Bruno Silva? Took out. Tyson Nam. Tyson Nam looked good in the first round. Did not look good once that second round started, and he got even cracked. at the end of the first round. Right? Absolutely cracked with that. Uh, the, with that that up kick. That sort of just. Oh, that wasn't. That's right. That wasn't the second. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That was the year of the up kicks, or I guess that was last year. But still, yeah. and he just fucking standing front kicked him right in his chin, knocked him down, and then eventually got the rear naked choke and put him out cold. No tap. No nothing. Thanks for coming, Mister Nam. Good win for Bruno Silva. Yeah, uh, I was the one on on Tyson Nam. So, yeah, terrible. L- listen, there's really. I, I thought he looked good. Bruno Silva did for you know being off for a couple of years. He looked explosive. Um, is he trained with Oliveira in them? I think he is. Right. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. I thought he was with the the those boys down in Brazil. Very good camp. Um, it seems like everybody that trains with them, you you see a little bit of Charles Oliveira in them, just a little bit. You know, it it, it comes. Comes in waves. It appears uh, he's not training with the boys over uh, with uh, Henry Cejudo with them. Oh, even better, even better. I mean, look at where John Jones went. Yeah, you know, look at look at what John Jones is doing. That's what people do, man. Henry Cejudo, uh, you know, the Nick Saban of MMA Jesus coaching. Christ, <laughs> since he since he retired from uh, since he retired from fighting, you know, and he, and he focused just on coaching. He's been he's been working with everybody. I mean, Jesus Christ, but. Now he's getting his ass back in there, and he's going to get another belt. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, and we got one more fight to talk about. Carlson Harris, dominant, dominant victory over Jared Good. Jared Good should not be in the UFC. It's just pretty much that simple. Uh, first round was you know, a little bit intriguing, but you knew exactly. Jared Good was just winging punches. Yeah. That was terrible. Just looked horrible, hands down, just... Does not look like a UFC fighter, and Carlson Harris He's just not. took him down for the last ten minutes of the fight and just dominated him, and that that was that. 
Yeah, I you know, I uh, wish I just took Mr. Uh, Mr. Harris, but I didn't. I didn't know how he was going to look. I didn't. You know, the fight was at it last minute. Uh, nothing really else to say. Jared Gooden should not be in the UFC. He's not good. He, I know he's like not old. I know he's still you know developing. Let him go to the NFC, go back to Atlanta, and beat up a bunch of bums. And maybe in like four years, if he's you know if he hasn't no. lost, <laughs> no. Listen, we can bring him to the PFL. All right. <laughs> yeah, like maybe. He, yeah, send him back to LFA. You know, for for a, <laughs> his one fight that he did in there, ex MMA. Put him in combate. United Fight League One, where he beat Demarcus Jackson by stomp. Demarcus Jackson, isn't that the running back? I'm not sure. Like it might be. No, I'm just kidding. That exactly. guy. This guy it seems like this guy has what twenty fights on his record. Wow, Scrap Iron is this man's nickname. He's thirteen <laughs> and seven. Scrap Iron. How about that? He's got to win an Eagle what FC. About, <laughs> there's another Jackson he fought. His name was Ladarius Jackson, the Limitless Nuclear Bomb. Wow. Oh, wow, that's cool. What a nickname, <laughs> dude. Well, he won six and six, so I guess, you know, it was kind of limited. limited. Uh, to this day, though, I think the best nickname out there is Obi-Wan Shinobi the Pillow, which I, I, I don't <laughs> understand the reference or what's going on there, but good for him. Carlson Harris with a good victory. That was <laughs> UFC Las Vegas from the Virgin Hotels, from the theater at the Virgin Hotels. We gave out a hundred. I'm sorry, $200,000. Petrino and Turkali both get fifty thousand for fight of the night. Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, sure. Davy Grant gets fifty thousand for his performance of the night. Um, you know, almost dying and then uh, winning at the very end. And then Bruno Silva gets fifty thousand dollars for putting Tyson Nam unconscious with a choke. And that was the card this weekend. Did you catch any of the? You probably did in Bellator this past weekend. I, I did. Um, I actually did, so that's why I, I am I am willing to discuss that, uh, not at length, but but just a little, yeah. just to touch on it a little bit. Uh, Usman yeah, yeah. Nurmagomedov thought, um, and Benson Henderson. Usman, is Usman Nurmagomedov the best lightweight in the world? I think he might be. I think he I know, might be. I, I know Benson Henderson's cooked. You know, I, I don't I don't rate that that win. I, I mean, when you look at Usman's record, and you're gonna anytime you go over his record, you're gonna be like, well, he hasn't really beaten anybody. He's in Bellator. I mean, how many guys is he really gonna fight? You know, Chris Gonzalez, uh, that that Piatilla guy, I'm Patricky Pitbull. You know, he's okay, but uh, well, you're gonna find yeah. out through through this Grand Prix who he really. Oh yeah, is. I mean that motherfucker Alexander Shabli, that dude's scary. Yeah. Um. That he guy was, Musayev he was, he, got kicked, he thought he got kicked in the sack, and he was basically looking for a way out of that thing. And and yeah, Her, that's why Herzog's the best ref. Herzog's like, "Yo, dude, you bring the translator over." Like, "Yo, if you can't fight, you lose." Just so you know, yep. like, it, it was a legal shot. I had uh, inside the distance. Uh, you know, I didn't give that out on the pod because oh, uh, wow. I didn't know. I didn't know Pulling enough. back from us. Yeah, I didn't listen. I wasn't gonna. Uh, hey, you people! I, I I just didn't give away my one win. I gave away all my L's. <laughs> So maybe I'll just I'll just hoard my picks from now on in the lobby. Bellator. Yeah, let's go. Well, technically two and zero because I also had Usman inside the distance, and that was easy money. Easy. What else did you have? That's it. Fuck. That's it. I should have took uh, Michael Page via uh, the destruction of a kneecap because that was I mean, also that was... disgusting in the first what twenty six seconds of that fight. <laughs> it's amazing to me that he's not like the champion, but I get it's you know, more than just uh, you know, standing yeah. and banging, but. Also, Valentin Moldovsky getting uh, getting smoked, run through by Lynn Vassell. Yeah. Vassell, Vassell, Vassell. I think I'm um, sure he was minus three hundred against Mr. against the big swarm. They call him. His topology picture looks edited, 
Um, and he's like 40. Big upset there. Um, elbows for Mount. That happened quick. So, What is yeah, the other part of this, um, this Grand Prix? I, I'm looking up it, this. I think it's – is Patchy Mix or is that 145? He's like 35. He's, he's, a little, he's a little boy. Yeah. I said 145. That's what I meant. Um, uh, what do we got here? We got, I mean, you obviously have Pitbull, uh, Shobley, Sydney Outlaw, uh, a, a men's uh, – uh, Barn, Barnaby, Bar, Barnway or something, some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, their website stinks, man. I, I can't just get easy their information. Website, <laughs> uh, AJ McKay. Everything. AJ Patricky, McKay, that's right. Uh, yeah, is out. Car- Benson's out. Their next car is so bad. Jesus. I don't know. I thought Brent Primus was getting in this. I think I think he is, right? I think he, he, was joined, he yeah. joined as a replacement or something like that. But listen, yeah, yeah. either way... I am looking forward to Usman fighting either uh, the one Pitbull or, uh, you know, which I don't understand why you're both named Pitbull. That really does annoy me. Or AJ McKay. I would like to see him fight AJ McKay. I think that would be as good as it gets. I do think Usman kills him, though. And I didn't just say smoke. I think he kills him, man. Like, it's Usman... He like he is what we we thought Saeed was going to do on uh, Saturday night. That's a, that's exactly what I thought he was going to do. Just run through a guy, and like you said, I know Benson's cooked. He's he's an older gentleman, but I mean, what, what did he? I forget. I don't even remember what he hit him with. Was it a? It was a rear. Uh, it was a rear legged, a rear legged um, axe kick. I think. Oh, or, man, um, yeah. Question mark kick. One of those two. It's something that's like. I don't know how you pull it off, but um, Benson was talking about it after the fight, and then he started getting emotional because I think he's done. Yeah, and uh, it was sad to see. Honestly, you know, he got he got he got kicked in the face, and he said it, he woke up when he hit the mat, and next thing you know, Usman was on his back. <laughs> yeah, um, which is terrifying to even you know get knocked out and waking up, and then the person that was in front of you is now behind you. That's, again, and I don't, you know you're you know, not going to get be saved because Herb Dean's I, in there, and Herb's going to let you get put out. <laughs> Yeah, her, Mark Smith, yeah, these guys are not like they don't care. Um yeah, huge win for Usman. Twenty four, right? Twenty four years old, twenty five. I believe uh, so. Man, he could be the Bellator GOAT by twenty six, twenty seven, and then I, I would I would be interested if he made a switch to the UFC. I don't see why he wouldn't down the line. Maybe right now, no. You know, there's still a the Grand Prix. And but Islam. If he gets out of the I gr- think if Islam were to like step away or something like that, I, you know, I don't know what these guys, man. They won't fight each other. True. Yeah. They're all friends. Islam was in his corner on Saturday. I mean, they, they really over. do run Win 55, though. Uh, all of yeah. them are 55. There's like, yeah. it's unbelievable. But good. I mean, he looked incredible. He really did. It, it let me thinking, like, if in, in the fantasy world, if those two were to fight, like, who do you have? You know, I, I really, I mean, Usman probably holds his own on the ground, I would imagine. I, I'm sure Islam would probably be the better grappler, but it, it, Usman's definitely the better striker. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just very, very, very fascinating. And uh, when is the next Bellator event? Do they have another one this upcoming week or something? Who knows? Dude, the next one is so, so, so pathetic. They have really? Katzengano in the co-main event. The main event is Marcelo Golm and Daniel yeah, I'm, James. I'm good. You don't have to talk about it. Liam McCourt is in the co-main. Yep. Uh, you don't, know. don't even worry about it. All good. All good. <laughs> All good. Don't even worry Con- about it. Conry Gracie's on the card. 
He's two and two. I'm getting uh, dude, We're getting Crone Gracie up in Newark. We, we, you know. Lance Gibson Jr. and Vladimir Tokov. Wow, look at that fight buried on on this card. But yeah, um, sorry to interrupt. Crone Gracie's back. <laughs> Who's he fighting? Charles Jordan. <laughs> well, sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Crone Gracie is back. No, yeah, he's back. Yeah, who who cares, right? I mean, really, if we're being honest, <laughs> the Gracie family, the biggest fraud in yeah, MMA history. Crone Gracie got cooked by fucking uh, what's his name, Cub Swanson. If I remember correctly. Uh, now he's fighting Jordan, which he, funny enough, he can win, but also lose. The next, the, the, Bellator's next event after that, they're going to, they're going to Hawaii and Liz Carmouche is defending her belt, disgusting, against, uh, Deanna Bennett. Oh man. Woo! Sarah McMahon also getting in there against Arlene Blenko, Danny Sabatello against somebody. Um, Bellator's not really putting together a good card. 295 will be good. Oh, that's also in Hawaii? Jesus. Jessica oh, yeah, Andrade is fighting Yao Zhenan. Why, why yeah, are they doing that's that? Happened. I don't know. Who knows? That's that's the newer card. I'm still looking because uh, I'm going to that hopefully, uh, and just looking forward to the. Uh, but not to look too far ahead. Let's look r- real quick since we have a little bit of time. What uh, I mean, it's I don't want to I don't want to ruin or spoil uh, this week's you know second episode, but Usman Edwards, Gaethje Fazeev. This card is uh, not crazy stacked. But it does have some interesting fights. Vittori's getting in there. You know, Jack Jack Shore's fighting our boy Mister Finland. Uh, Chris Chris Duncan, who got, I believe, turned into a body bag on the Contender Series. No, he turned Charlie <laughs> Campbell into a body bag. That's right, because he was in deep trouble during that fight and got That's up right. and just eviscerated Mister Campbell. That's right. I knew one of them. Actually, technically, both of them were in a body both bag. Of them. <laughs> but Duncan unzipped his, got out, and knocked that motherfucker out. But Chris Duncan, and then you got Christian Leroy Duncan earlier in the card. Mohamed um, Mukayev's fighting a, uh, a gentleman from Brazil. Jafel Filo. Yeah, pastor. who looks completely jacked. So that that <laughs> is something to look forward to. And, I, hey, man, honestly, I don't haven't looked at any odds. I He might be my shot down the field. Wow. Mr. Filo? Yes. Um, yeah, maybe. Uh, my shot down the, the field is the going to be right. Veronica Hardy. Yeah, that's right. Not Veronica Mc- Macedo. Yeah, Veronica Mc- Hardy. is minus 800. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Veronica Hardy could be a good shot down the field. She's uh, she's the hotter fighter. And, you know, sometimes that works. Also, Yana Kuniskaya, now Yana Santos. So that's going to be tough to get used to. Wait, so you're, you're going to fade Juju? <laughs> Probably not. I, I let, me, let me just... Relax with that one because Ver- Veronica Macedo, uh, now Hardy. Also, you know, the name change, it doesn't really work. She's 27. Wow. Man, she is so hot. But she, you know, she lost to Bia Malecki in her last fight. Bia Malecki, the bad news Barbie, who is now retired from the UFC after going two and one and getting smoked by Minnie Nunes, she's done. She's going to kill herself. Jesus. No, did she? <laughs> she was. She said she was. She said she was battling depression after she got knocked the fuck out by Josiah Nunes, and she hasn't fought since that, never will again, and she beat Veronica Macedo by decision, easily. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, that was that was three years ago. That might be that our, doesn't our really... lockjaw... Uh, Juliana... Lockjaw. Yeah, lock, <laughs> lock Juliana Keller-Miller. situation, yeah. Lose She's only line. three and one. This actually is a good card. But it's got some... I guess I should say the prelims are as good as you can get when you uh, 
look at some of these. Or going I mean, to London, right? Contender series uh, guys who you know, if you're a hardcore like Lerone Murphy's getting in there. There's some guys like on those prelims where you're like, "Ooh, I know him. I know him." Like each fight, because so, some. I mean, last week we were just watching fights where like Brzezinski and Carl Williams were like, "Ugh, uh, I don't know." I mean, <laughs> this Carl Williams guy could get smoked, and then we're like, "Oh boy, actually, this guy is a fucking elite wrestler." Okay, at least these guys <laughs> we have some information on. This Sam Patterson gentleman is a big, big guy for 55. He's six three, six three. And uh, you listen. Oh, his nickname is the future. Automatic fade. Yep. And his chin was tested in the last fight on the contender series. Uh, he, you know, but he, he did get the win. So let, I we'll, just don't know who he's fighting. I guess quickly, I wanted to say, do you think the Usman wins? You have you, you are you? Yeah, uh, we haven't we haven't heard anything from Usman. He's kind of go, gone zero dark thirty mode, if you will, which I think is good. I think he's locked in. Uh, I can't see him losing this one. I mean, he didn't lose the last one. He wasn't losing the last one. I should say. Uh, before that fatal head kick. I mean, it could happen again. He's not young, you know. Uh, maybe Leon Edwards comes out and smokes him. Maybe he takes him down again. I don't know. I, I'm, I would take Usman um, by decision. I think I would take that again. That's what we were looking at the last time. And then, uh, you know, he, he's had a lot of time to really uh, recover from that loss, you know. So I'm going to take – I would like to see a Leon, Ed, Leon win. If he won in London, man, that place would go nuts. So – Usman by decision is plus one ten. Yeah, that's probably the what's his money line? Minus two fifty. Yeah, I feel like not not the same as it was last time, but you, inside you can tell the distance they, is plus two fifty. Yeah, I don't think I would take that. Sadly, I mean, you know, I don't know. We does, have seen does Leon it sway you when Usman says that he is going to remind him very early on in this fight? What ha- what was happening for the whole duration of that beginning of the fight? I mean, no, I I thought he would just do that anyway. He's gonna, he's gonna walk across the octagon. And he's gonna knock Leon Edwards out. That's what's gonna. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, I honestly, wow. I have. I do think though that Usman is going to fight with a purpose, and not yeah. to say that he wasn't last time, but he, you know, I, I do think you're gonna get the best version of Kamaru Usman that you possibly can. And it is crazy in this sport how quickly people forget how good some of these guys are. And Usman was the number one pound-for-pound guy when uh, he got knocked out. And that was what? In February? What? No, that was... I mean, not February. Um, was it August? Yeah, it was a while ago. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, 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 for some reason, just thought we were in the summer that, that quickly. But uh, that's, that's just how I, that's how I roll, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, that's, I guess that's it. I don't want to start going into this uh, hardcore so we can save some of it for uh, this the episode later on this week. Uh, give me Brian Barbarina as well. So until wow. then, until then, Gross. ladies and gentlemen, we will be back. Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast, full episode breaking down UFC 286. Six. Six from the O2 Arena in London. A home game for Leon Edwards and a home game for a lot of these guys. That are going to get in there. Um, Fazeev and Gaethje is a great fight too. So, Mr. Sam Patterson, Mr. Sam Patterson, uh, Chris Duncan, technically because he's really Chris three. Leroy Duncan. Yeah, Chris Le- Omar Morales. No, no, no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, Chris and Leroy Duncan. How about that? Uh, we'll be back next week, or not even next week, later on this week. Yes, sir.